Welcome to Nassau Community College Forum. This program explores our rich educational environment, including our dedicated faculty, administration, student clubs, and more than 70 fields of study, along with the students who make this college the largest single campus community college in the state and is the first choice for one of every four college-bound high school graduates in Nassau County. Hello I'm welcome and welcome. I'm Kevin Boston Hill. Welcome to another edition of NASA Community College Forum, where every week we will shine a spotlight on a different department, club, or area here at NASA Community College. Today, we will explore the study abroad program here at NASA Community College. Our guest today is Professor Darren Petronella, who is the study abroad coordinator. Welcome, Professor Petronella. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Oh, no, it's, it's my pleasure because I know when we think of study abroad, we think of something that, that may be a, a, uh, an extra type of, of part of our educational experience that not too many people are really know too much about. They hear about this thing as, oh, it's so exotic of a program right. and everything. So I'm sure we'll get into discussing exactly what it's about and, and who can really, uh, who's eligible to be part of this. Sure. But before we jump into the nuts and bolts of all of that, um, take a few moments to kind of explain to the community who you are and, and what brings you here to Nassau. Sure. Well, I've been at Nassau Community College for over 17 years. I'm a professor in the Department of Student Personnel Services. I'm a career counselor and a professor, so I specialize in career development types of activities with mm -hmm. students, career assessments, exploration, research, networking, uh, things like that. I teach some career development courses. I'm also a psychology professor. Uh, and study abroad is kind of a natural extension of my uh, personal interest. I love to travel. Uh, I've been... Uh, been very fortunate to travel to various uh, locations around the world, and I've been doing this for a little over a year now as a study board coordinator. Uh, great, great. Now, uh, since you just you mentioned you love to travel a lot, do your travels take you to the potential spots where students may be studying, or how, do you scope out areas that they may want to go to? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's not in the budget. <laughs> but I will say, I get that question a lot. Um, but uh, I would love to have that opportunity. But I think because of my personal travels over the many years, uh, and one of my first experiences out of the United States was a study abroad experience that mm. I had myself as an undergraduate student. Uh, when I was a student at Binghamton University, which was actually experience that SUNY New Paltz had, had uh, sponsored for me. Um, so that kind of opened my world to travel. And then over the years, as I have uh, explored various cultures and, and locations, uh, it's in, in many ways, it's informed my ability to, I think, advise more effectively as a study abroad advisor. Great, great. Now, when we think, when we hear study abroad, I'm sure most people think of it as being as a uh, an addendum that would be part of a four-year institution traditionally. Yeah. So tell us, how does study abroad work here at Nassau Community College? So any student who is a Nassau Community College student can explore study abroad opportunities through whether it's a faculty-led program from here at Nassau Community College led by a faculty member at Nassau or through any of the um, partner SUNY institutions. So there's 64 campuses throughout SUNY, mm. and there's also... Um, their partner institutions, which are international. So students can use that as a hub of research. They, we also belong to um, a, a college consortium of international studies, CCIS abroad. Um, and they partner with some private institutions who also have a network of international mm -hmm. partner universities as well. So any student at Nassau can be a part of this uh, opportunity. They do, um, just a point of clarification, mm -hmm. they do have to have um, 
about 25 credits um, at Nassau or at least had earned college credits before they study abroad through a Nassau program, and they have to have a 2.5 GPA, okay. and they have to have uh, a free and clear disciplinary record. It, you know, this is not just a, uh, a fly-by-night <laughs> vacation type of opportunity right, for right. them. They're actually going to be doing some real work <laughs> exactly. when they get over. Okay. So I guess um, what type of opportunities, what are the benefits really of study abroad? You know, there are so many benefits to study abroad, Kevin. Uh, the, the first and foremost, of course, is, is the idea of experiencing a different culture or a mm-hmm. culture of your own ancestors. A lot of people you know, they think of like the ancestry DNA kinds of stuff. (laughs) And they say, you know, I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to South America, wherever it might be. And so they sometimes start with their own heritage Mm -hmm. and they might want to explore that culture. They might want to explore that language or both. They might want to explore the food. (laughs) They might want to explore the the world heritage sites, things like that. But beyond that, uh, you know, I think it really... um, helps them gain a new perspective on the world at large. Yes. Uh, how we're, we're larger than, than Nassau Community College, we're larger than New York, we're larger than the United mm-hmm. States as a world, as a, as, a, as a collective culture. So I think that alone is is, is a, uh, one of the many benefits. In addition to that, of course, it I think in many cases it helps students to re-energize their desire to learn. It helps them to kind of connect what they're doing in college, what their mm. goals are for college, for their degree in terms of earning academic credit toward that degree program through a study abroad experience. Um, I, I think also from an employment and a job search standpoint, being a career counselor with that of, hat of on, course. it gives them a competitive edge in the job market because they can talk about those experiences. Not every student has the opportunity to do that. So if they have even a short-term experience through study abroad, they get to convey that uh, in as part of their resume, as part right. of a job interview, as part of networking because they're meeting people. Um, you know, with, with the world of social media, I mean, beyond just the actual physical travel, they can then connect with those people internationally as well. And the last thing I'm going to say personally, I mm-hmm. think benefits would be to help a student to kind of, kind of create and develop their independence and yes. their self-awareness and their sense of self. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and of course, if that can expand out to career awareness and other kinds of, uh, you know, professional development, I think that's great. But all of those things combined, or any any of those pieces, I think right. are, are, are many benefits to, to, for their experience. Yeah, because we always envision college as that opportunity for the students to really find out who they are right. before they, quote unquote, go out into the real world of work and, and live their lives. And also, I, I see this really as an opportunity to do not just local networking, because we know how important it is to network locally, but right. now you're networking on an international scale. Exactly. And who, who knows what can transpire from, from those opportunities. Right. Absolutely. Now, you, you mentioned about um, there may be short-term opportunities. So what are the different types of or lengths of opportunities that are available through study abroad? So I think for Nassau Community College students, one of the more practical options would be to do either a home campus faculty-led experience, which tends to be something that a Nassau Community College faculty member um, creates a a version of of a course that they teach that involves some travel. And they, Mm -hmm. they would go as a group with that professor as their group leader kind of as their chaperone through this experience. <laughs> yeah. It tends to be a shorter term experience. So that might be, let's say, at the end of the spring semester or as part of summer session. Okay. It might be maybe a winter course. Um, they te- We tend to, on the community college level, not do full semester abroad experiences in terms of faculty-led. Um, but in addition to that, students, if they don't want to do something through our own Na- uh, Nassau Community College offerings, they can partner, as I said, as, as part of the research through SUNY or the private schools mm-hmm. to, f- to look f- for study abroad courses 
through any of the other institutions, and they can either go as a, a standalone freestanding student through another school's sponsorship, and or they can participate in a service learning or applied learning experience. For example, uh, this past summer, we were very fortunate to have uh, eight Nassau Community College students selected for Governor Cuomo's New York Stands with Puerto Rico oh, nice. Rebuilding and Recovering Initiative. Okay. And that was an initiative that he had sponsored uh, with SUNY and CUNY to uh, open up um, about 500 slots for students to go to Puerto Rico to help right. them to recover and rebuild. And those students were given the opportunity to go for free. So all of their expenses were paid for. They uh, were able to earn three credits for free and nice. receive a, a small stipend as well. And they were there for about two weeks. So that was a two-week applied learning mm -hmm. service learning experience where they got to kind of get in there uh, and, and do some really good work for the, for the for those survivors of, of, of the hurricanes. And um, and so that's kind of another example of right. going somewhere else but doing good for society, kind of like a Habitat for Humanity kind it, of Exactly, right. exactly. In addition to that, we the students can do internships abroad. I have a student right now who's interested in interning in South America. Um, mm. There's also this academic exchange idea, okay. which is where a student not only goes to study abroad, but they might live with a host family as well. And sometimes then that op the, the, the reciprocity would happen where maybe people would come here as well. And the last, um, well, one of the last... Uh, things I would like to talk about in terms of an opportunity would be, other than all those experiential real live versions of study abroad, we also have a virtual ver um, study abroad called COIL, which okay. is Cooperative Online International Learning, where students and faculty from, say, here at Nassau and from a partner institution anywhere else in the world can collaborate online using Blackboard, using Facebook, using Skype, FaceTime to kind of collaborate on class projects, maybe on a common theme, to do some uh, group presentations, things like that. And they're really learning and exchanging cultural and, and, and other nice. kinds so of you're, So you're taking this global experience that we, so you're showing the students that we're more than just Nassau Community College, Nassau right. County, right. showing them that we are a more global enterprise but you're also making it really small because you're exactly. doing it in an online environment. Right, exactly. Great. So you are listening to Nassau Community College Forum on the voice of Nassau Community College 90.3 WHPC. Once again, my name is Kevin Boston Hill, and our guest today is Professor Darren Petronella, who is our study abroad coordinator. So let me ask you, um, because you say the students kind of have to do the research on their own to figure out where they, and rightfully so, because they need to figure out where they want to go and how it fits into their schedule. So what are those resources? What are some good resources they can go to to find out about the study abroad program? Actually, um, most recently, I've been actually uh, been able to expand and develop our website here at Nassau. So okay. if they go to ncc.edu slash study abroad, one word, <laughs> they can start at our site. Uh, which gives them lots of information. It gives them a checklist for students that kind of talks them through what they have to do. And the first thing, to go to your question about research, is that, yes, they can they can go to the links section where um, there is a study abroad, um, suny.edu slash study abroad, and ccisabroad.org website. Those are two hub websites for good research. So students, again, can research any program throughout the SUNY system, any of the 64 campuses, or through the private consortium um, of international studies through partner private schools and their international partners. So students, yeah, they have to do a little bit of research up mm -hmm. front, and then they can, uh, once they've identified you know two or three options, uh, they can contact me through the application link right on the website or through email uh, at studyabroad at ncc.edu, and they can schedule their first appointment. And then that's how, how I kind of help them, help them to kind of filter through those options and develop which, which way they want to go. 
Okay, great. And and so therefore, I guess, how long is that application process? Well, like, approximately, and I know because every student is going to be a little bit different. Some right. may do it faster than others. But what would that the recommended period of time be from the, the moment they click that first link to the application to the point where they're saying, Bon voyage, and they're going <laughs> off to their, right. their school. I would say a minimum of three months, okay. um, just because it, it takes that amount of time for them to do the research, to to make the appointment for us to meet, for us to finalize where they're actually going to target their their actual mm-hmm. search. And then if they are going through a partner institution, let's say a sponsoring institution, another student school, they have to also do their application process as well. Mm. They have to get some disciplinary clearance. They have to uh, identify courses that they are going to take. Uh, we have to approve those courses if they want them to transfer back toward their degree, which I can go into if you like. Um, so all of that takes – it's a sequential process. as an 18-point checklist for a reason, <laughs> and that's on the website for students as well. So I would say at least three months. The, lo- the more time we have, the better the choices they're going to have they're, mm. they're for themselves in the end. Right. So, so you mean I just can't go over to to Rome and, and hang out for a couple of weeks? <laughs> you can, <laughs> but I don't know if you're going to get any academic credit for it, and and uh, it might be a really expensive couple of weeks. I don't know, but I mean, listen, travel is travel, and I, and I, you know, I think there's always benefits to traveling. But you know, if you want to do it with an academic and a professional kind of lens in mind, mm-hmm. I think it would be helpful for them to kind of take the time, do some research, and really discover the benefits, as we talked earlier, of what they could really learn and what they can experience through something more, uh, you know, focused uh, toward their degree program. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. So you are listening to NASA Community College Forum. I'm Kevin Boston Hill, and my guest today is Professor Darren Petronella, who is our study abroad coordinator. We'll be right back after this important message on the voice of NASA Community College, 90.3 WHPC. completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was gonna do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. Just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We now return to Nassau Community College Forum. Welcome back to Nassau Community College Forum on the voice of Nassau Community College 90.3 WHPC. My name is Kevin Boston Hill, and our guest today once again is Professor Darren Petronella, who is our study abroad coordinator here at NCC. So we we before going into break, we talked a little a little bit about the application process. Right. So go, go a little bit more into detail as far as the uh, how the the credits actually work. So how does the how would those credits that I'm amassing over at another school come back to me here at Nassau to be applied to my degree? So 
when I first meet with a student, once they've identified a couple of things they're, they're specifically interested in, I actually run a degree evaluation on them. So mm-hmm. just to see what credits they have already, what they want to do, uh, what major they're in, and what room they might have in their degree mm. to take courses in this kind of a study abroad experience that could uh, transfer back toward their NCC degree. So once we've identified some courses or some some electives, so let's say, that, for example, they might need a humanities elective, like a right. communications course or a philosophy course or a language course or a social science course, like a psychology, a sociology, a history type course. Once we know what categories of electives they might have available to them, then when they when I send the student back to the uh, initial institution that they're looking at or the program that they're looking at, are those courses available? So they have to then work with, again, the, the, the sponsoring institution. Mm-hmm. So let's say in an example, a student is, is uh, a Nassau Community College student, but they found a program that Binghamton University might offer um, where I went to school for my undergrad, and uh, and they see a program. Shameless that, plug. <laughs> and they they found a great program, and they found uh, you know a destination that they want to go to. So then we look and see well what courses are being offered during that particular term, whether it's a winter, a spring, a summer, or a fall term, or whatever, or winter, or anything in between. Mm-hmm. And then they essentially submit to me a course descriptions and and all the the syllabi etc i review it i also work with uh associate registrar liz iglesias here on campus and we together review and approve whether or not this Mm. course would be applicable and transferable back toward their ncc degree and if that is the case then the student then would be uh, encouraged to register for that course um and then they would kind of go through the process from that point. Now, there's another piece to that, which is the financial aid piece. Mm. If their a student is getting financial aid through Nassau and they filed a FAFSA form, mm-hmm. um, it's possible that the financial aid could cover the tuition or some of the tuition costs that they would normally uh, have gotten if they were still a student here. So they're kind of still a student here, but they're kind of a visiting student through another university as well. Right. So, so would that? Yeah. So then, with that though, that tuition that they're paying is that the tuitions? Um, Put forth by that partner institution yes, or yes. by NCC. It's okay. it's it's that sponsoring institution. So so if I'm if I'm if I'm that uh, visiting student from NASA going to through a Binghamton program, I would pay the Binghamton tuition, but my financial aid might be able to to mm. pay for that. Um, so and, and that's something that we encourage the student to meet with uh, the director of financial aid, Patricia Norin, to kind of clarify that process yes. for them as well because it's a separate form and a process. Now just so just so students know that. That doesn't mean that they don't have to pay anything for the tuition portion <laughs> of the course up front. They actually do have to pay the tuition bill at that sponsor, mm. through that sponsoring institution. And the financial aid is dispersed in the middle of the semester once the attendance confirmation uh, is is submitted. So it's not like they say, yeah, I'm going like to Rome, like you said. <laughs> right. And then they're not really doing the work. They're not attending the classes. They're not doing anything. And then they're expecting financial aid to pay for it. No, we have to have an attendance confirmation to make, to, to then uh, authorize the disbursement of the monies to, to be paid for the tuition portion of that. And that's only, of course, part of the cost for, for study abroad. Okay. So I guess let's get into some of the, the other expenses. So, so what, what if I'm a student and I want to do this, it, what kind of budget would you recommend that I start thinking about putting together? What are some of the expenses that I would have in this type of program? Right. So in addition to the tuition and fees and all the academic types of courses, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, uh, whether it, if it's a faculty-led program, it might the, the faculty member might be working with a, a partner travel agency who kind of bundles everything into a program cost. Uh, if it's a, uh, a standalone kind of a thing where a student is going to another university and studying and taking s- selected courses, they might have 
have to cover they will have to cover things like airfare accommodations whether it's housing or mm. or uh, you know uh, some sort of uh, you know residential living of some kind uh, transportation costs while they're there so trains or buses or whatever food costs you know if you know so so you have to think about that so yeah. in terms of in terms of money it can range depending on location depending on time of year peak travel off peak travel just like we would when we normally make exactly. travel plans so it really could vary obviously the longer the, the student is away for so if it's a full semester it's going to be more much more money than if they're only away for a couple of weeks so i guess that's what builds into or should be built into that research that the students are exactly. doing so they, and they would get that information when they start to delve deeper into what right. specific programs are looking at most schools actually post their budget sheets their program costs okay. and the estimated expenses on top of that um, you know, generally speaking, uh, you know, if a student is going to go away just for two weeks for a winter session, uh, even with the credits in, involved, it might cost them two or three thousand dollars versus, say, uh, a five week or four week summer session kind of course that might cost them anywhere between four and eight thousand dollars. Wow. So it really depends. And if you're a semester yep. abroad, it might be it's much good. more than that. And again, it depends on location, depends mm-hmm. on when and where and and what and how many credits you're taking and what's involved. There might be separate side trips involved and all, all those other kinds of things as well. So those are things to keep in mind, and that's why the more time we have, right, the 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 more information you can have up front, and you're you're able to make a more informed decision. Now, if they are, uh, if those study abroad opportunities are faculty led, um, when would a student find out about those? Would it be when they register for the course originally, or would that be during the course of the semester as it as it goes, or how would they know that that course is going to end up or lead into? some type of study abroad experience. So if it's a Nassau Community College faculty-led experience, I'm working on that right now for spring and summer of next year. Okay. So uh, on our website, ncc.edu slash studyabroad, um, there is a uh, current and future offerings page. Right now there's a course up there called Law 216, uh, which is a international court systems course. Uh, Professor Joan Alexander, who's the chair of the Legal Studies Department here at Nassau Community College, she teaches this course. It's actually a second half spring semester course. So it's a seven-week course where the students uh, come to campus and mm-hmm. or do work through Blackboard online through okay. distance, distance education. And then as a group, she leads them through various European cities to to international court systems. Oh, nice. They get tours, they get, tours, they get to watch actual court proceedings. They get some really interesting uh, visits, um, and they're away for about two weeks. Um, Then there's another course that we're working on for um, summer session one, which is a biology 219 field biology course Mm -hmm. uh, with Professor Christine Toulion, who's going to travel to Ethiopia. So this this, this course is actually going to be taught all in... At uh, in, in Ethiopia. Ethiopia, wow! So, um, so she's going to take them on field field excursions every day, and it's a very specific itinerary. They travel again, but as a group, right? At, together. So, um, so these are the kinds of things that students would find out about uh, through our website, uh, primarily. But also, uh, of course, if when I meet them, I'm going to tell them <laughs> about these opportunities. Well, depending on what their interests are, they may not right. be interested in those types of courses. Uh, but we're trying to offer a, a different uh, variety of, of opportunities for students. Great, great. Once again, you are listening to Nassau Community College Forum on the voice of Nassau Community College 90.3 WHPC. My name is Kevin Boston Hill, and our guest today is Professor Darren Petronella, the coordinator of our study abroad program. So let me then back up just a, a, a beat here. Because now, if they know ahead of time, they look onto the website in ncc.edu slash study abroad, right. and they see a particular course that they may be interested in. Would the the 
the tuition cost for that also be associated right there, or would that be so they would have to pay for the tuition the way they would normally if they were taking courses here? But there will be like in the Law Two Sixteen course right now, there already is a brochure for the for the summer for the spring twenty nineteen travel portion of the experience. There's a brochure that they can download and look at right on, and that's something that they the faculty member Professor Alexander worked with the travel agency to develop so that the students know up front this is how much it's going to cost. We always encourage the students to, to contact the sponsor, the, the, the professor of mm-hmm. the course to get more information about the course, what they're going to learn, how it's how it's different and distinct from, say, if they were just to take the course here on, on <laughs> campus, you know, why it's different. You, what, being in Ethiopia is very different than being in our lab here in, in, cluster, in cluster F. You know, so... Um, so we encourage the students to to connect with the professors to get that information and to learn more about the itinerary, uh, what they're going to experience, and and even the program related costs as well. Okay. And aside from the the the, uh, the faculty led courses, if I do a study abroad on my own and research something that's separate from that, right? Do I need to necessarily know the language of the country that I'm about to go to, or is it recommended I know the language, or is that a requirement, or does that fit in anywhere? It can fit in if they if the student wants it to. Many okay. many um, many opportunities throughout the world offer um, English uh, versions of the courses in English in the English mm-hmm. language. So if a student wants to study Spanish or they want to stu- study you know uh, Hebrew, whatever the whatever the language might be, they can take of course language courses immersed in within that culture of, of origin where that, right. where that language might be really prevalent. But that's not a requirement. So if okay. I wanted to study, um, you know, a business, if I want to study an international business, uh, you know, module or, or, or something in that field, it doesn't have to be a course uh, that's taught in the language that the host is, is in. Okay. So, so it doesn't have to be in Spanish or in Italian or whatever the case might be. Um, so the answer is no, it's not a requirement. Is it recommended? I, I would say it, it's always a good idea to be multilingual and to have that extra mm-hmm. you know, cultural um, competency, but it's not necessarily a requirement. So that I wouldn't want to discourage anybody from pursuing opportunities uh, because of any sort of language challenge. Okay, great, great. So what are some of the other um resources or things that I can find at that web, at the website. So we have uh, right now we have a, a, a student section which has our, our checklist for students which kind of takes them through the step by step of what they have to do, some deadlines, some forms they'll have to fill out, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they can also look at student testimonials. So as I was okay. mentioning earlier, we uh, we had eight students selected for the uh, New York Stands with uh, Puerto Rico uh, initiative, which was sponsored by the governor's office. Um, and we had 41 applications. Eight of our students were selected. It was a pretty high number. We were very wow. happy with that. And uh, we have two students who actually posted pictures and testimonials uh, of their experience on the student testimonials mm-hmm. page. We have a, actually a separate page about the Puerto Rico experience from last summer. And we might be offering that again in the future. We're hoping to, to be a partner with that as well. Uh, in addition to that, there's a faculty section. So if there's a faculty member list, <laughs> they want to create uh, or develop uh, a course for a study abroad experience, a faculty-led. Yep. They can go to our faculty section where there's a checklist of, of, of things that they would also be doing as well. Okay. They have to go through a curriculum approval process here right. also to make sure that the course is uh, you know, appropriate for that kind of thing. Because I think that would be actually be a good thing for a lot of the uh, the other service learning projects that are there. There are plenty of faculty members doing a lot of those. Absolutely. So I think to to kind of funnel that through study abroad may yeah. actually uh, sponsor some more right. interest. Also on our student page, we have a um, scholarship resources page that I just recently put up, mm. which has a link to our Nassau Community College ncc.edu slash scholarships page. Okay. This is for all of our scholarships that we sponsor here at Nassau. 
and uh, I happen to be on the scholarships committee on campus, <laughs> and a student who who um, applies for and and is selected to uh, to receive a scholarship, they can apply those monies to any educational experience they want. Wow. So they can use that money to study abroad. Okay. So which is great. There are also some other um, scholarships that are sponsored through nonprofit organizations, government entities, private corporations, etc. And there's a list of those resources on the um, ncc.edu/studyabroad uh, uh, website. Uh, with the, under the students page as well. There's also an apply uh, button so they can actually fill out the mm-hmm. application uh, and that current and future offerings. There's a lot of good information that I'm trying to, again, build up more and more as, as time goes on. And there's student testimonials, not just the Puerto Rico experience, but I had a student who went away last winter and I just posted her pictures and her testimonial from, she went away for about three weeks to Rome, uh, to Italy okay. um, last winter. So these are the kinds of things that students, I think, I think feel more comforted by when they see other students like them kind of doing this mm-hmm. kind of a thing. They say, hey, if I, they can do it, I can do it too. Um, I'm actually going to be on two panels coming up. Uh, one is as part of International Education Week um, here at NASA. Uh, that panel is going to be on uh, Wednesday, November 14th at about 11 o'clock in the morning where we're going to have a panel of students and faculty to talk about the experiences. And also we're going to be doing an evening activity hour um, panel of students who went to Puerto Rico uh, as well to talk about their study abroad experiences as well. Great, great. I'm sure that if people do happen to miss those particular thing uh, panels, there'll be a, like a, a recording or a podcast that they might be able to. Yeah, have the, yeah, we're hoping to get you, on that. You got this, get that online. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, if you had one thing to leave our audience with uh, uh, regarding study abroad, what would that be? You know, I would say, you know, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I, I think, uh, for me, again, I, I always go back to my own personal experience. I like to relate my own personal experiences, what I was thinking when I wanted to study abroad mm-hmm. myself. I was a sophomore in college, second year student. Um, and I, 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 I had traveled a little bit with my family, you know, the family road trips, the, you yeah. know, that kind of thing, but never really something that um, was, uh, you know, something so significant as a study abroad experience. And I realized that I can actually travel, immerse myself in a culture and a language and also get credit for it and apply that in a professional, personal and academic way. So I think that, you know, for students, I think, you know, don't don't just discount it because it might be too expensive or it might be too long. There are so many different versions of this that we yep. can probably make something happen for you. Great. So once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being our guest today, Professor Darren Petronella of the thank Study you. Abroad Program. My name is Kevin Boston Hill, and thank you all for listening to Nassau Community College Forum right here on the voice of Nassau Community College, 90.3 WHPC.